Good afternoon. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to Caregiver's Haven. I'm your host, Sandra, your mental health family advocate, empowering families who are caregivers of a loved one with a mental illness gain and maintain peace of mind. And even though this is a podcast focused on caregiving of a loved one with a mental illness, much of the discussion can be helpful to any caregiver. Before we get started, I have a couple of housekeeping items to go over. First, you will hear on some of the episodes, and actually for sure on today's episode, that I'm a registered nurse. However, this podcast is not a professional podcast. I am not representing the profession of nursing. This is a podcast for caregivers, and I am a caregiver to loved ones with a mental, with um, a couple of loved ones with a mental illness. So I'm sharing my lived experiences as a caregiver for my family. Um, the second housekeeping item is that. If you'd like to um, respond to any of the questions that I ask, or if you just want to send me a message, if you listen to the podcast on the Anchor app, that's A-N-C-H-O-R, the Anchor app, um, when you listen to the podcast on Anchor, there will be a button with a plus sign on it that says voice message, and you can leave a message for me there. If your message is private and you don't want me to play it on the podcast, please let me know when you leave your message. Um, man, so my podcast is supposed to be every Tuesday morning and it's been a struggle. So many things are going on in everyone's lives right now, just, um, a little bit behind, but I was determined to get one done this week. So here I am. As you all know, uh, the big topic globally is the coronavirus. And as family caregivers, we can assist our loved ones in keeping up to date on all the changes going on and like all the guidelines from the government. We can we can just support them so they know what's going on and we can try to help them stay um, safe and healthy. They're taking so many medications already and to add a bad virus such as this, it just wouldn't be good. And so we just need to keep ourselves informed and, uh, and healthy. And because like I said on my last podcast, if we want to continue to help our loved ones and be caregivers, we have to start with ourselves. So we want to try to keep ourselves informed and healthy also. And please, please, please pay attention to the government guidelines, especially about self-distancing. Many people think that because they're healthy, that they won't catch the virus, or because they're not sick, they can still go out and do all the things that they want to do. But people need to keep in mind that, like, some people were tested who didn't have symptoms. Um, Some people felt perfectly fine, but they tested positive. They didn't have symptoms or anything. And also... You know, just think about if you do, if you are sick and you don't have symptoms, you could be infecting somebody else who isn't as healthy as you. You know, we have to really pay attention to our, you know, our grandparents and our great grandparents and our people who have um, chronic illnesses. They can catch it really, really easily. So please, please pay pay attention to the self-distancing. I know it's really, really difficult and everybody's lives are just being uprooted. But, you know, we we got to do this. We got to take it seriously. And if we all self-distance ourselves by staying at home, you know, unless like unless it's absolutely necessary, but and also for sure stay home if you're sick and stay six feet away from people. But if we all do that, I read a post today by Brene Brown and she says we can either get sick together or we can stay well together. So. You know, hopefully if everyone pays attention to the self-distancing, we can slow down the virus and get back to our usual routines much quicker than if we just keep chancing it and going out. 
So in addition to safe distancing, um, I just want to talk about, you know, the coronavirus today because we really, we really ought to, we all have to stick together and, and, and get rid of this virus. So um, in addition to self-distancing, remember to wash your hands <clears throat> when you touch, touch something that may be contaminated. Don't touch your face or nose. Don't hug people, which is kind of hard for me because I'm a hugger, uh, but I'm trying to remember to not do that. Don't shake hands with people. If you have to cough, <coughs> like I just did, that was a real cough. Sorry about that. But if you have to cough, cough into your elbow or into a tissue. And if you cough, and if you cough into a tissue, you know, or in your hand, just wash your hands after, please. Wash, wash your hands using soap and water or a hand sanitizer if you don't have soap and water available. If you think you've contaminated something or like after using the restroom or before eating. And if you wear a mask, make sure you ask a health professional the proper way to use the mask. Because so, I see a lot of people wearing masks improperly. And, you know, I'm not the expert, so please follow the direction from our government or from your doctor or other healthcare professionals. But I just think the more we talk about this and the more we we can just kind of educate ourselves more, the more we talk about it and help each other. You know, someone asked the other day, they keep talking about washing your hands. And it's like, yeah, we have to wash our hands. You know, as a nurse, I spent about the first two years in pediatric ICU and another 30 years in neonatal ICU before I became an informatics nurse. And we call the neonatal ICU the NICU. And so in the NICU, our patients were sick babies and premature babies. And so they had little to no immune system. And so in the NICU, nurses are germaphobes and hand-washing fanatics. I mean, we wash our hands like all the time. We wash our hands before, you know, a lot of people were washing their hands before they go to the bathroom and then after they go to the bathroom. We had to. We had to be fanatics because a virus could kill our patients. I mean, our they it would they not just kill them, but kill them quickly. We had to protect those babies. And so we washed our hands until, like, my, my hands would be cracked and bleeding, which, you know, then would cause another problem because I'd have to always wear gloves to protect myself. But we were taught to wash our hands before and after putting on gloves. We were taught to wash our hands for 20 seconds. We were taught that hand washing with soap and water is a first line of defense. <clears throat> we just had to be really cognizant of that. And I'm, you know, I'm telling you, we washed and washed and washed. And, but I mean, I worked at a hospital, so we were trained on the proper use of what we call personal protective equipment. Um, we call it PPEs for short. So those are things like gloves, gowns, goggles, masks, uh, we had to be trained to use those to prevent the you know to prevent infectious diseases and to prevent we want to prevent our patients from getting sick and we also want to prevent ourselves from getting sick we want to prevent our patients from catching something from us so you know we had to have a lot of training in that and so like i said we wash our hands to prevent the spread of infection and so we wear those things because, so for like an airborne virus, it's, it has tiny particles. And so when you cough or sneeze or yawn, they like go into the air and they're tiny. So they can kind of float like far away. So, that, you know, they're telling you to stay six feet away from people and they can kind of hang in the air for a while because they're tiny, they're light. Um, but like from a droplet virus, which is like the coronavirus, the particles are a little heavier. So when somebody 
sneezes or coughs or yawns, yawn, um, those particles kind of, they can drop on the surfaces because they're heavier, right? So for example, if you're at a restaurant and somebody coughs or sneezes, you know, and they're like two feet away and it drops on the table and the, the restaurant doesn't clean that table properly, those those germs can live on that surface for a while and then someone comes by and touches it and boom, you know, they, they can get an infection. And so that's kind of, you know, how those, how the difference between an airborne virus and a droplet virus. And so that's why we wear masks because those particles, those germs, those viruses are in the air. So we want to wear masks to pr pr protect ourselves because the port of entry is, you know, like your nose and mouth and eyes. You don't want to, you don't want to breathe that in and you don't want to touch, um, like if you touch your surface and your hand is contaminated, you don't want to touch your hands and face with that. And so that's why we wear gloves, um, because, because of the droplets like on the surfaces. So that's why we want to wash your hands. That's why we wear masks. That's why we wear gloves because those particles are in the air and on surfaces. And so, I mean, we keep hearing about washing our hands, using hand sanitizer, staying away from people, coughing into your elbow. And we do all that because we want to prevent breathing in these virus particles that are in the air. And we don't want to touch the viruses, so we got to wash our hands. And you don't want to touch the virus and then touch your nose or touch your mouth. Um, so that's, that's kind of the rationale as to why we wear the PPEs, why we wear gloves and, and masks. And so... One of the things I've noticed is that, you know, everyone isn't trained as a healthcare worker. And so some of the challenges lie in how people are educated. And, you know, really for many of us, when we were little, our parents taught us to cover our mouths with our hand when we cough or sneeze. You know, that's just what people taught. And even in the healthcare industry, um, when I first started many years ago, we were like, we were... Um, starting IVs and changing baby diapers with no gloves on, just washing our hands after. Like a lot of the PPEs that we use right now, it came in like later on in my career anyway. Um, and so, and it's been probably maybe 10 years or so that we were taught to cough into our elbow or into, or into our sleeve. And that's because of what I said before, if you cover your hand and cough or sneeze in your hand, then your hand is now contaminated versus coughing in your elbow, which it will then be on your sleeve. So, so then, the, you know, like I said earlier, the particles blowing in the air, the particles won't be in the air and your hand won't be contaminated. And so when people cough or sneeze in their hand and then they go and touch other people or other surfaces and they haven't washed their hands, then they've contaminated everything that they've touched. So I'm not sure if this information about coughing into your arm or sleeve is known by everyone in the public community. You know, most people are still probably following what their mom taught them when they were little. So I feel this is a great opportunity for our public health system to provide education to the public. And what I've observed over the last few weeks, hopefully the information, I mean, the education can begin soon because some of the things like, for example, a couple of days ago, I saw a guy, he coughed into his bare hand, blew his nose with a tissue with the same hand and then went and shook several people's hands and never washed or sanitized his hand. And so he probably thought he was doing the right thing because that's what his mom told me to do, cover your mouth when you cough. Um, but he, he had just potentially passed on whatever illness he had to every person's hand that he had just 
shook. And so since he was actively ill, I mean, right now, the best case scenario for anybody actively ill is to just stay at home. You know, I mean, we can say keep six feet away from people, but if you're sick, just stay at home. And whether you're home or out, like wash your hands after coughing or blowing your nose or use hand sanitizer. Don't just, you know, not do anything. And even if, even if you cough or sneeze in a tissue, if at all possible, wash your hands or use hand sanitizer. Another thing I saw was I was at a fast food place and the person opened the register and took money from a customer with her bare hand. Then she went and put gloves on to, to distribute the food and get the food ready. So how many of you think that she did the right thing? Well, she missed a step. She didn't wash her hands in between taking the money and getting the gloves. So theoretically, if the cash register or the money was contaminated, then she just contaminated the box containing the gloves as well as the gloves that she was putting on. <clears throat> she probably thought that she was doing her job good because she put gloves on, but most people really don't understand contamination happen, um, how contamination happens. They just think, well, I'm putting on gloves, so I'm good. But since the cash register and money could have been contaminated with germs or a virus, hand washing should have happened in between her taking the money and putting on the gloves. Does that make sense? So just how people think that they're protected just from putting the gloves on. So the next thing that I saw was, it's kind of nasty, but I'm going to talk about it anyway. It's good to know. I was at a gas station and saw a guy on the other side of the pump he was on the other side of the pump from where I was and he leaned over, blew his nose onto the ground, just like no tissue or nothing, just blew so that it would drop on the ground and then wiped his nose with his hand and then wiped his hand on his pants. And then he grabbed the gas pump and started pumping gas. And so I was like, okay, that's, that's not cool. And then I thought, what do I do? But I just got in my car and drove away. But as I was driving away, he was driving away and then another car car pulled up and started pumping gas from that same bet uh from that same pump unbeknownst to them what had just occurred they you know they weren't there they didn't see what i saw and they started pumping gas and so this would be a good time to have hand sanitizer in your car <coughs> it would come in handy because you don't know who just touched the pump that you're going to use right now so Keeping hand sanitizer in your car to use after pumping gas might be a good idea. And, you know, it's not their fault. People aren't, people aren't taught like that, you know, the, the foot, fast food worker, she probably didn't, maybe, maybe no one told her. Maybe someone just said, put gloves on when you're doing food. Maybe no one really taught her about, you know, contamination from the cash register. Or maybe her manager may not even know. A lot of people aren't ta taught the proper, they aren't really taught how things are contaminated. And, you know, I, I think I think that it's just a great opportunity, again, from our public health team to just provide a lot of education on the community about prevention of illness and hand washing. And so um, hopefully all the information and guidelines coming out from our government right now will help educate our communities. And as I was talking about hand sanitizer, I keep hearing that hand sanitizer is selling out everywhere. But really, washing your hands with soap and water should be your first line of defense. And then hand sanitizer is used if, if, you don't, if soap and water is not available. So 
Um, and also, when we were in the hospital, they told us that we can only use hand sanitizer up to five times. And on that sixth time, we had to use soap and water. And I don't know if that's just something in the hospital or if that should be shared about amongst the community. But, you know, just be careful that hand sanitizer is not giving you a, a false sense of, of safety. So another PPE that when, every, when everything first started happening, people kept asking me to bring masks home from the hospital. And so when people first started asking me when I went to work, I looked for masks and we, we were really low on masks. And so I don't, our, our hospital was one of the first hospitals um, that took care of that first plane that came from China with the diplomats. And so um, our teams and supplies had gone over to the Air Force Base to, to provide care for those patients. And so our mask supply was very, very low. But as a nurse, even though even when our supply was replenished, I still didn't bring any masks home. I know a lot of people have masks at home, but me and my family, we don't have any masks here because as a nurse, I know that nurses, doctors, and staff need those masks to protect themselves and to protect our patients. And right now, I'm not a floor nurse, but we are all being called in to help because a lot of nurses are getting sick, so our staff ratio is getting low, and it's just, you know... I, I'm a I'm a mental health family um, caregiver advocate, but I'm also a patient advocate, and so it's important to me to make sure that the patients and the staff at the hospital are protected. So I haven't brought any masks home. And the other thing is, a lot of people don't know that there's like two different types of masks. There's surgical masks, which are like the regular masks you normally see people with. And then there are the N95 masks. And so when we wear N95 masks at the hospital, we have to be fit tested because there's different sizes and we have to put them on and prove that we are putting them on properly because you really have to put a seal around your mouth so that there's no air coming in. And there's a special test that they do for that. And so I kept thinking, even if I brought some of these, the N95s home, I don't know if I'm going to be bringing people the right size and if they're going to, have to know how to properly use them. And, um, and then the surgical masks, are, we were low on. So I, the other thing about bringing a mask home is I think masks give people a false sense of security. For example, I see people wear masks with only their mouth covered. And your nose is a port of entry. So when you put on a mask, it should cover your nose and your mouth. But I see people doing that all the time. I see people reaching up under the mask and rubbing their nose and picking up their, you know, I don't know what they're doing, but they're going under the mask. And the whole purpose of the mask is to prevent anything from going into your mouth or nose. I see people wearing the mask all day, every day, the same mask. And I bring that up because if you have on a surgical mask, those masks, masks, like they get damp from you talking and breathing. And so once they get damp, they lose their effectiveness for, a, you know, a barrier between you and the, the air that you're breathing. So I, I don't know. And I, I see the same thing with gloves. I see people put on gloves and just keep the same gloves on, touching everything and not changing them. And they should be changed after potential contamination. You know, for example, yesterday I went to the ATM machine and I had gloves on when I went to the ATM machine. But when I was done, I removed the gloves and put them in the trash and then used hand sanitizer after. So I see people just doing all kind of stuff with their gloves and then going about their way. And, and they're not really understanding the proper use of the PPEs. And so they're they're really just contaminating 
things just as much as they would without the gloves on. And they're also not protecting themselves in the way that they think they are. So I'm just, I'm just concerned about that, that it's giving people a false sense of safety and they feel safe. They have on a mask, they have on gloves. So they think, you know, I'm fine. But I just think that if you're going to, I'm not telling people to not use gloves and masks. I'm just saying to educate yourself on the proper use for them. So I don't know. I, that's a lot, but I just wanted to share that with people because hopefully it will start helping educate people um, about how to, use, how to use PPEs. It will educate people about really, really, really practicing self-distancing. And, you know, I can't say that enough. Self-distance, self-distance, self-distance. Stay home if you don't need to go anywhere. Don't touch your face. Don't touch your nose. Don't hug. Don't shake hands. Um, don't, don't, um, I'm sorry, cough in your elbow if you need to, or use a tissue. Wash your hands with soap and water or hand sanitizer if it's not available. And especially if you think you've contaminated your hands, especially after using the restroom and before eating. If you wear a mask, um, ask a health professional the proper way to use the mask. And, you know, just pay attention to those government guidelines that are coming out. And, and just try to stay uplifted, try to stay positive. You know, stress can cause illness too. Stress can kill. So as people, as, as, you know, all this information is coming out from the media and people are getting anxious and, and stressed out, that can cause you to be sick too. So make sure you're taking care of your mental state. Um, I remember last week I saw something that said it's Friday the 13th, there's a full moon and coronavirus and it said something else. And at first I was like, oh my gosh. And then I, then I was like, you know, this is a lot. I'm like buying into it. But later that day in my mind, I could hear my grandmother singing a song that we used to sing at church called, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. And I just thought, you know what? I'm just going to sing that song. I'm not going to think about all this negative thing. I'm not going to think about all the things we were saying. And so, you know, each morning I've been saying that song. I just decided to concentrate on that instead of making my day negative because someone put something like that out there. <clears throat> Another thing, like if you're in need of being lift, lifted up, if you have Instagram, Les Brown, L-E-S Brown, he shared a really good video on his Instagram page about three days ago, and he talks about faith over fear. And I keep listening to that because it really, really uplifted me and helped me, um, it helped me get back on what I should be thinking about and how I should be thinking positive. And, and, you know, it's really been helping me get rid of some fear because I've been being positive and I've been being good. But the other day, and I haven't even, I haven't even been watching the news every day, but the other day I saw something that said that Italy had over 300 people die in one day and it kind of shook me up. You know, I, I thought I was doing good, but I, it kind of shook me up. And so Listening to his video and thinking about my grandma, it really got me back on track on about thinking positive and just holding on. And so if you get a chance, um, to, you know, listen to that. If you get a chance, it really it really helped me. So Les Brown and he did it about three days ago on Instagram. It's probably on Facebook, too. So anyway, um, that's a little longer than I normally go, but I just felt like it was important information and so until next time, Caregiver's Haven is wishing you peace of mind.